It's time for State of Play with David Adam, brought to you by Tri-City Sports in the Main Center at 6th and Main, and by XL Performance and Health and Wellness at 8th and State. And now here's David Adam. And welcome. Bob, you got to pass me my notes now so I can actually read the rest of it. This is a really high-tech organization here. Anyway, I am the host of this podcast, and I'm also the editor at Muddy River News. But I've also coached youth sports teams since I was 14 years old, and I am now 56, so I've done this for a long time. But I never coached volleyball, and today's topic is volleyball on the podcast. Joining me is Sarah Janes with the Hometown Hitters out of Hannibal, Missouri. Welcome. Thank you for coming over. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is the first time we've met, so I have to ask, what's your background in volleyball? What's your background as a player, as a coach? How'd you get involved in the sport? Um, I played all through high school, and I played club volleyball in high school also. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Delavan. Delavan? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yep. It was a very small school. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I went on to play college at Hannibal LaGrange. Okay. Um, and then... Um, Right after I got out of college, I started with coaching. Okay. And so you've been coaching for now how long? Oh, since 2004. Okay. Good enough. So yeah. you've got plenty of years of experience yeah. in this. What do you do for a living when you're not coaching volleyball and taking care of your lunch date, who's sitting here <laughs> next to us today as well? Um, I work at Earhart Properties. Okay. Um, that's about it. All right. <laughs> when did you start the Hometown Hitters program? Well, I... I first of all I started coaching in okay. in in it um and Renee Bennett ran it and then Renee kind of um she's kind of gotten out of it a sure. little bit and she pushed it over to me. All right. So So how long has the program been in place? Mm, about 14 years. Okay. Yeah. While you didn't necessarily start it why was there a need developed why did why did the program start um it started because they wanted the girls to get extra touches extra contacts um to get better at volleyball okay and basically because they were playing during the high school season from what mid-august until the end of october and was that probably about it yes okay Yep. yep So what different age groups do you have in your program? How many different teams do you have? We, um, we do 11U through 18U. Wow. And do you have just one team at each age um, level? It depends. It, it just depends. Every year, tryouts are kind of like a, you know, you, you just never know until they come. Okay. And how, so how many kids do, does the entire program serve? About 100 last year. Okay. Now – do you get players just from Hannibal, or do you get uh, how far are people coming away to play for your program? Um, we've had players from Bowen. We've had players from um, Central. Um, we've had Quincy. Um, let me think. She's now looking to her assistant over here to see if she can help her as well. It's it's been. I mean, they come from about an hour or more away. Okay, and. Uh, how often do you get together? I mean, you know, what tell if, if someone wanted to come to you and be a part of this, how often would you practice? How often do you play? Um, okay, so we we play generally January through March, April. That's our regular club season. Okay, um, and we practice twice a week, um, usually a Sunday and one day during the week, um, and then we 
we go to six tournaments that are in the St. Louis area. Okay. Um, and that pretty much is the the normal thing. But this year we're we're starting a national program, and they're going to do national qualifiers, and um, they're going to try to go to uh, nationals. So, so, so these are the girls that have been playing since January. Yes. Okay. So, so they have a break though. Like now, well, probably May through. Um, they get done with high school volleyball. Okay. And that's pretty much our break. But next year with the national program, we'll go into June, and then they'll get a break for a couple, three months. Okay. Uh, so when I, one of my questions here is, do you only play during the summer months? And really, you don't we really don't play, play during the summer mm-hmm. months at all. No. no. So they, they're, they're, um, that's the thing with HTH. We, we want people to play other sports. We encourage people to play other sports um it's going to happen with all these small schools around here so um we really cater to that so that's a good question though how you you bring up working with other sports and you mentioned that your your volleyball season starts in january and Mm -hmm. goes through the end of march or so fact is there are a lot of people who play basketball at that time too and there are kids who are getting ready to play softball as as that season closes how do you work around the, I mean, you know, the, the high school seasons? Because there will be some people who say, don't mess with my high school seasons. I know. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Um, Sometimes we have not had a whole lot of issues with it. But if they have a game, they have to go to their game. That's the, Which game is that? Like when you a say basketball which game. Okay, game so you're telling them a, go play their yes, high school. Yes, yes. Because they're they're being athletic. They're, it's 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 fine. You know what I mean? Um, we just ask them that as much as they can be there, they be there. Okay. And, and my, I, I imagine for you the key on that is communication. Yes. Let me – don't tell me the Friday before yes. the Saturday we take yes. off for this tournament. Oh, yes. by the way, Coach, yeah. I'm not going to be there. Right. It, does that – but you're dealing with kids. <laughs> so as much as you want that to happen, my guess is that you still have – conflicts yes we still do occasionally we'll have a conflict where somebody has a swim meet or somebody has a basketball game or some you know um and if that happens um if it's a two-day tournament you know maybe they can come the other day or um maybe they just miss that one do you ask your parents and 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 i think this is also incumbent upon the high schools as well Uh, I, i had a friend of mine who uh, had a daughter who was an exceptional volleyball player. But there was a question at one time. She wanted to play on the weekends. Uh-huh. Made it crystal clear to the coach, I will be at every game for, for basketball. I'll uh-huh. be at every practice for basketball. But when you don't need me, yeah. I'm going to go play volleyball. And this was, has pro- this was probably 10 years ago. At that time, it was – you can't go play volleyball. We need you to play. You, we need you for bat. We don't want you to get hurt I or yeah. whatever. I think a lot of that attitude is changing. But when you talk to players and you talk to parents, do you tell them that the high school season is first and we're secondary? Or do you just say, just be clear which one you want is first? Um, I tell them the high school is first because okay. – um, that's that's basically how that works. If they have high school stuff, they have to go to high school okay. stuff. 
Um, and that's why we practice on Sundays so that we can avoid that. Right. And, and if a kid now, if a kid has a high school game, whatever sport it is, but decides I don't want to go to the high school game. I want to go play volleyball. That's there's not much you can do about no, that. Is there? that's that. I mean, that's, that's, that's their what choice. They want to do. That yes. comes back to that communication yes. level as well. Yep. Let's take a second to uh, uh, let our listeners know about our sponsors. First, Tri-City Sports is not just a soccer store. You can find the best selection of your Quincy High School and Quincy Notre Dame fan wear to root on your favorite team in the store at 535 Main in the Main Center. Need screen printed apparel for your business, organization, fundraiser, or sports team? Call them for details at 217-224-2489. They also do still carry all of your soccer needs. And no matter the age or fitness level, Excel Performance Health and Wellness has a program for you. It offers a youth sports development class, a sports enhancement program, personal training, and online training. They create custom programs that will give you the best results you're looking for. Contact Excel at 217-214-3482. I want to get into how a kid learns how to play volleyball. Um, as the as the as the parent of three daughters myself, they played soccer, they played basketball, they played softball. One of the reasons they didn't really play volleyball until they got much older, it just wasn't available when they were kids. Now, mm-hmm. my children are all in their twenties and thirties now. However, is there an age that's too early? No. To start volleyball, can you start it? Yes. Because you, everybody sees the little the little pee wee soccer fields. Everybody sees the t ball games. Can you have five year old volleyball? You can. You do can. you see it around here? Um, no. Okay. What, so when do t- p- kids typically get involved in volleyball? Okay. So we start our teams at fifth grade, but we have developmental leagues that run January through March. Mm-hmm. Also, they don't do any traveling. They just um come to the clinics and and learn how to play volleyball. Um, and then we might have scrimmages or something like that. And how many kids do you get involved in those types of developmental um, leagues? Usually about 40. Okay. Yeah. So then how do I – w- I, was, I was asking your daughter earlier. I've My kids all played volleyball. They played through the CYO organization mm-hmm. here in Quincy. Yep. And I always called fifth and sixth grade volleyball jungle ball yeah. because they're not – they're not truly playing the game as it has been designed to play because right. they physically can't. They can't, right. you know, unless your daughter's got unbelievable hops, I can't <laughs> expect her in the fifth grade to jump up full arm swing and get the ball with the top spin over the top of the net. Now, mom's sitting here <laughs> smiling going, well, I think my kid kind of can, and that's great, but a lot of kids but can't. That, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've started, I started her early, 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 right. but generally speaking – um, I would say second or third grade, you can start tossing balls out in the yard. You don't have to have any skill to do that. Um, and then they can go to clinics. They can go to CYO. They can. They need to try it out to see if they really like it. Right. But the fact is that the game that they play, for the most part, at that level is still basically just bump, 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 hit yes. it over. Bump, yep. bump, bump, hit it back yep. over. Yep. When do you get to start actually teaching the passing, the setting, the defensive rotations, you know, the jumping and working on the arm swings? When does that typically start in your program? We start that immediately. Okay. Yeah. Um, we at least teach them how to do it. Um, they may not be able to do it, 
but they need to know how to do it. Their mm-hmm. body needs to know those kind of mechanics. To know the steps mm-hmm. and the arm swing. The one thing, you know, basketball, a lot of times you'll see they'll be able to lower the rim mm-hmm. because it's, a, it's easier for the kid to score at a lower rim. Baseball, they shorten the field. We do lower the net. Do they lower yes. the net? I mm-hmm. have not seen that done yep. before, but I was, that was what yep. I was going to ask you. Can mm-hmm. they lower the yep. net? Do you see that a lot? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like um, 12 and under, they have a lower net okay. than 13 and above. So, okay? And then um, probably if you go lower than that, like second or third or fourth mm-hmm. grade, they'll, you, can, you can put the net wherever you want. Okay. So when do your teams start traveling and how far do they go? to travel for, to find games. Does that grow bigger and bigger as they get older and older? Um, not really. I mean, they start at, um, fifth grade is when we have an 11 and under that's, that's as low as we go. Mm -hmm. Um, we do have a 10 and under, but it just, they just do one regional tournament and that's all they do. Okay. Um, and they start at 11 and under. They have six. They have the same amount as the older girls. So all of your teams go to all the one, the same tournament at the same time. So how far do you go? Um, St. Louis, Cape Girardeau. Um, we went to Indianapolis last year. Um, it just depends on the team. Sure. Each team is different. Okay. If I have a child who either A, wasn't interested as a smaller child, um, or, you know, maybe we've just moved to town. We don't know anything about this. While you do have the hometown hitters, there's also – it, there's a limited number of spots on your teams. Mm-hmm. Are there other places for kids to just to go learn and play, whether it's fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, to learn the game for recreational, just to be able to say, hey, just, I just want to learn to be able to go play in my sand volleyball league when right. I'm older. You know, right. Are there places for those um, kids to go? CYO is great for that. Um, I think the Croc Center also has a, a, a program. Okay. Um, um, we have a developmental program, and and like that is that is just simply learning. Um, she's just trying to make sure that your phone doesn't <laughs> ding the next time. She's a great assistant, by the way. Um, but there isn't a whole lot of places. And that would so. My guess is for you as the coordinator of a program. Yes, you're still getting the kids who are playing at your club level team, but. It'd be nice for there to be even more opportunities yeah. for kids to play. How yeah. do you think that could ever happen? Um, really, somebody just has to take charge and have a facility in order to run. Are facilities tough to find? Yes. I, I'm, <laughs> that was, again, for you, for the visual version on that, that was with the head cocked back and a very definitive yes. You sound like a lot of the basketball coaches yeah. who I deal with. You, where do you find places to practice? Um, last year was especially hard because we could not use the schools. So we, um, we started using Tabernacle of Praise in Hannibal. Um, we put in sport court, um, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. So, and that facility has worked out great for us. Good. Like I said, I've always thought that if I had a a big chunk of change fall into my lap. Gosh, I'd, I'd like to build a big Morton building somewhere yes. and just put yes. courts down and give kids the opportunity to play because mm-hmm. that's just, that is a big problem for not just volleyball, mm-hmm. not just basketball, for any indoor sport to find a place right. to go. Um, so how many other travel teams are there 
within a 50 mile radius of Quincy. Many? Um, many? So last year there wasn't any in Quincy, but this year there is. There's a club. Um, I think it's, I don't remember the name sure. of it, but um, there's some in Jacksonville, there's some in St. Louis, um, there's some in Troy. That but type the fact of thing. is that if you want to play club volleyball, there aren't. And and I, I mean, I remember a few years ago, and gosh, I can't remember the name of the the the, the program, but there was a club volleyball program that was run um, at the K and L Arena mm-hmm. in Quincy. Yes. But that was 15 years ago, yep. and that's the much like you said before, the person who started the hometown hitters. It was somebody who volunteered to kind of get this rolling. Right. It's kind of hard to sustain that i mean now i see that you have somebody here who might want to play volleyball for the next few years so you're probably going to get involved how do you find your other other coaches that's hard too that is very very difficult um we're still looking for coaches for 13 and down um so if anybody wants to um coach get a hold of me and how would, how would somebody find – and not necessarily as a coach, but now I'm a player or I'm listening to this podcast and I go, gosh, I've got a 12-year-old daughter who would really like to play. I didn't even know you existed. How do people find out about your program? Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, it's Hometown Hitters Hannibal. Um, and they can go on there to find camps, clinics, um, anything that we're doing, we put on there. Okay. Okay. Um, You've played volleyball, sounds like, pretty much your whole life. Yeah. What was it like for you as a volleyball player? How did – I'm going to guess travels, travel volleyball was not a big deal when you were younger. I don't, I don't remember it, it being a not. big deal. Yeah, I it, don't remember it being a – travel sports seem to have be a fairly recent phenomenon. Yep. Um, there was one club I played for in, out of Mount Pulaski okay. that did travel. We did some Indianapolis and some Chicago. Mount Pulaski had some um, pretty doggone yeah. good volleyball <laughs> yeah. teams. Um. But other than that, I, I played at Eastside after that, and we didn't travel much. Um, it, I do think it's a new thing. Right. And I do think that also um, youth sports are starting younger and younger and younger Is and younger. Is that good or bad? I think it's good. Okay. Um, but it's bad for those that maybe don't hear about volleyball or know about volleyball till sixth or seventh grade, and they try to start playing then, and then they're way behind. Absolutely, um, and that's and that comes back to what we just talked about yeah. before: finding ways for kids to just get involved recreationally. Right. So, how has the rise of travel sports? affected participation in volleyball are you getting more kids to play because of it or because kids haven't got that background in it by the time they find about travel volleyball uh, I don't know enough about it I'm not going to try it how has it affected volleyball participation I think that we're growing Um, I think that I don't think travel volleyball is as big of a deal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. as before Um, you just have to you have to know if you have a passion for the sport. You just do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you do, we're the place for you. So. And you mentioned before, do a lot of your kids play multiple sports? Yes. Do you recommend that they play yeah. multiple yeah. sports? I mean, you see, the, as a former college athlete, you know, I hear all the time about coaches, especially, you know, you hear about the NFL draft, and, and, and they talk all the time about, well, this guy played basketball in high school. This guy mm-hmm. played. How do you see the, 
the benefits of playing other sports when it comes to helping them become good volleyball well, players? Well, I, I think that, um, number one, they're in shape. Um, that's, that's key. Number two, they're using different muscles in the other sports, um, and I think that that just helps alleviate um, injuries mm-hmm. um, and the commitment level is there on those athletes, on right. those elite athletes. Last question for you. If there is anything that you could change, I, I, I'm making you for the next minute the czar of the local volleyball world. What would you change? What would you like to see happen? Um, I would like to see, like you said, um, some recreational starting younger, um, bigger. You know what I mean? Because we, we have 40 kids, but there's a lot of other kids that are out there and want to play. Um, or just want to learn about it. Um, if, I could, if I could figure out a way to make that happen, that would be ideal. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks. This has been very <laughs> enlightening for me. As, a, as the Like I said, my three daughters all played volleyball, but by the time they were old enough to learn to play it, they'd kind of already sort of found their niche in other sports. They didn't learn about it until they literally got to the fifth grade. So it's neat to hear that there are still opportunities to get involved at earlier and younger ages to find because it's truly a lifelong sport that you can play. I'm, right. I'm assuming you still play? Um, yes, occasionally. Now, now I, I do clinics and stuff like that. So and you this is stay? a year-round Yeah. Well, gig. Oh, I, I should ask, <laughs> did you play mud volleyball? I did not. I, I, I have. I, I was going to say, I, I didn't know that you could actually live in Hannibal and yes. not play yeah. mud yeah. volleyball. Well, I'm not from Hannibal, so. Ah. <laughs> so you've got that excuse to not yeah. be able to play. Thank you for taking the time to come over here and join You're welcome. us. And uh, if you want to listen to uh, other podcasts about youth sports, click on the podcast link on our website at muddyrivernews.com.